Welcome to Householders, a conversation about American life as Zen practice. I'm Inga Annie Tudora. And I'm Kyosaku John Mitchell, and we're lay members of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center. So it's my birthday today. Oh, I didn't know that. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I have I have some some stuff planned, not this weekend, but na- next weekend. So I think it'll be fun going up to the mountains with some friends. Awesome. So it's kind of like, oh, I turned 30 last year, but it was during the pandemic. So I didn't really get to have like the big 3-0. So right. now I'm like the big 3-1, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Do you relate to it as like a second chance at your 30th? Like, is it still like the big milestone because you didn't get to have like a real 30th birthday party? Uh, yeah, it does feel that way. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, because like the fear of 30 is gone by 31. So sure. it's actually more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, but I did have like this feeling this morning that I was like entitled to something. Uh, cause it was my birthday mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's not a, that's not a good. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like feeling entitled to something. Like I'm not really entitled to anything, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I was like, you know, let, let's try something else. Instead of birthdays, you feel entitled because you want people to like, remember your birthday and you want people, you want to feel like people like you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Instead, I think birthdays should be like gratitude days. Like, nice. I'm thankful I made it to another year um, and everything's going well mm-hmm. for the most part. And that's a lot to be grateful for. Should be more reflecting on that instead of, you know, I hope I get something because it's my birthday mm-hmm. or I, I deserve something. Maybe you should give other people presents on your birthday. Oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> Actually, it sounds I like, terrible I to me, but it does. that's probably why it's a good idea. Well, yeah, I like getting presents on my birthday, but just because you're giving other people presents doesn't mean you wouldn't also get presents. Sure, that's true. It's not like they're like, no, Annie only likes to give presents on her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give her one. She doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I'm still thinking about, you know, getting myself a guitar. So, nice. you know. Um, so I guess I, I guess I still feel entitled enough, but, uh, I'm excited about it nonetheless. (laughs) How big of a deal are birthdays for you generally as like a holiday? I try not to make them a big deal. Obviously this year I, I wanted to treat it like a big deal, Mm -hmm. uh, just to have one every once in a while that you like, I'm going to make this an awesome birthday. Yeah. Um, but I feel like because it's not every year, like it feels more special to have one every once in a while. That's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you have like ones from the past that you remember as significant, important birthdays? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first birthday party I had. Of your life? Yeah, because, well, we had like, you know, during my birthday, we would, you know, you remember I come from like a family with a lot of kids. So uh, for your birthday, you'd usually get cake and like one gift kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe one of your other relatives might get you something. Uh, And 
that's about it. And then you would get one birthday party mm. that was like bigger. And I wanted to plan it and everything. So I even uh, drew out the um, the invitations. It was like supposed to be like a superhero themed birthday party. <laughs> um, and it was a water balloon fight. <laughs> so I actually spent like several hours like filling up water balloons before the birthday, you know, celebration. Um, and I guess that worked for my parents because we didn't have a lot of money. So it was just water balloon fight plus, you know, cake and ice cream and stuff. So, um, and I don't remember any of the gifts I got. So I think that just, you know, having people over and having a good time was, was memorable enough. Cool. What about you? Well, I, I I think I I relate to the birthday as like a serious moment in my life. And I had some cool birthday parties like when I was a kid, but I, I don't like to make plans for it or make a big event out of it anymore and haven't for a long time. It, it's so it's it's such a big, powerful moment for me that I sort of like to reflect on it by myself or like in a quiet way and you know because i think about the whole year that's passed and the year that's coming and what it's going to be like and you know it's it's uh it's a a big moment for me um so i i the the sort of the way that birthday parties tend to be in terms of vibe is not quite appropriate for me for the way that I feel on my birthday. Uh, and this has made me historically kind of bad at celebrating other people's birthdays mm. uh, because I want to, to like take their birthday very seriously too. And that's not really how most people treat their birthdays, but it does make me pretty good at like writing cards, you know, so like, oh, okay. You're a card guy. Yeah. I, I like to celebrate people on their birthday, but, but I, you know, I tend to make like slim, maybe like a slightly deeper, bigger deal out of it than, than they do. <laughs> well, um, yeah, gift giving is definitely not my love language. Yeah. Um, I, I try to do it anyway because I know it is for some people. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know that we've ever talked about those. I know that they're not really like love languages. Yeah, they're not really, like, necessarily have anything to do with Zen. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, and actually, I think, like, a, a like a, a Christian came up with them. Yeah, I don't know where they come from. I don't know the, the history of them either, but I'm pretty sure it was just this book, like, The Five Love Languages, and, like, a Christian came up with it. But uh-huh. uh, I, regardless, I find them very helpful, too. Yeah. Um, to know about at least like we have some sort of awareness of like what you like and what other people you know like. I definitely get a lot out of the idea that there are different ones and that people have different needs in this way and that it's not wise to sort of rely on your own needs or sig- ways of signaling love uh in giving it to others, showing it to others. Um, but I, I don't know that they make, like, I don't remember what all, what the five are. Um, but I also feel like I couldn't 
put all of the people in my life whose love languages I've experienced into groups, really. They sort of all have their own thing that I've had to learn over long periods of time. Um, yeah. But I still think the concept is good, right? Because The like, concept's good. At least like you're starting to think about it, right? Yeah. People That's, have different, different ways of, 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 of wanting to receive love and, and, and different ways of giving it. And, and like, you kind of have to remind yourself, I kind of have to remind myself of that. Yeah. So does that, is this, does a schema show up for you? Like, is it, is it useful to you to? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it is weird because it's like, you know, which one of these do you like the most? I'm like, I like most of them. Like, I think they're all nice, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I, I think I remember them. So there's physical touch and then there's words of affirmation, um, gift giving, uh, acts of service. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the last one was. Quality time. Quality time. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That's the only one I remember because I. So I feel like the really only one that it. doesn't pertain to me is like receiving gifts like and giving gifts like i i don't really like i mean i i enjoy it but it's not like what is gonna make me feel the most loved you know Mm -hmm. that's the um i would say quality time um yeah that's probably the the biggest one Mm. but the other ones are also very good i like i like you know physical touch that's always nice yeah it's hard for me to rank them too yeah but like like i said there's 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 definitely like an uncanny feeling that i have in a lot of relationships that like this person and i have different love languages my wife and i also definitely have different love languages they're uh compatible but they're not parallel right like we have to do different things for each other in order mm. to feel like everybody's taken care of. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like what human brains are for, right? Like we have these big complex brains because like we have such complex needs. We can't just all pick fleas off of each other's back and be done with it like our ancient pre-human ancestors could. Like the, the grooming behavior of our species is extremely complex. Mm. and changes over time and stuff and and it's not like your partner's complete job to like take care of all your sure you know wants and needs so that's you know that can be easy to fall into being like oh they don't check every single one of those boxes Mm -hmm. they're not doing a good job (laughs) yeah it's just a you know really unfortunate thing to fall you know to fall into entitlement yeah, and like about? just wrong expectations yeah. that are set up somewhere, maybe not even by us. Relationships have so much sort of propaganda working against them. Yes, they do. It, it, has there been anything uh, that you remember that is kind of maybe shaped like romance in your eyes and then maybe you know now that that's not how it is but like Mm. you know you're younger uh 
I didn't really, I didn't really have ideals or like fantasies or um, illusions about it. But I think that that itself made me kind of out of touch with people. Mm-hmm. All I've really had is long-term relationships, mm. um, like multiple year, like that. There's there there's like one exception to that in my history of like a one like a summer long thing that happened one time. But otherwise, it's been like people I knew really well, uh, for a while before we like became romantically involved with each other, mm-hmm. and. The um, the future trajectory of those relationships has always been like infinitely long for me until, you know, some irreconcilable moment arrived. You know, I never broke up with any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, actually, th- that's kind of that's kind of if the, the second one was complicated, but like the the <laughs> at the end, uh, but it was it was. No, it was the things of their doing that caused it to end. So, like the the uh, the feel, I still have the feeling that like I I was I was there for the long haul with all of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that comes from any particular ideal that I had about marriage or something. Um, well, I mean, you don't have that. I mean, back back when I was like first dating for the first like few years of dating, like I really sucked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of did think that like if it lasts a long time, that means I did a good job. And <laughs> if it doesn't last a long time, I did a bad job and I'm not desirable. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where that would come from with me. It doesn't mean I mean, that could have worked against me, honestly, like. <laughs> it made things end a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It is. It always felt like it was getting deeper for me. Like I never felt like I stagnated in any relationship that I've been in. Mm. And so it, it wasn't when I say it wasn't, there was no ideal really. It, it's, it's that I didn't, it wasn't really about going somewhere in like, like getting to some point for me. It was always just like about exploring where we were at and finding always more and more and more. And that was like too much for a lot of people and uh, not what they were looking for and stuff like that. So like it has it has the same effect of like having different ideas or values about mm. what we wanted. It's just that yeah. like. You know, I, I, I always found myself sort of willing to adjust. Um, of course I've been through many more phases with my current night, my now wife through, like we were in a relationship as long as any I had ever been in before we got married. Yeah. And then it's been longer than that since now. And so like, well, what's the, the grand total here of years? Yeah. Uh, nine years. Um, but we'll be married, uh, six years this summer. Okay. That's, um, oh, I haven't been married that long, but I've been together. This is my eighth year together. mm -hmm. So seven years. 
Yeah. And then we've been married for three years. Mm-hmm. So like that's been an opportunity to experience like multiple new phases of relationship that I've never experienced before this one. Um, well, how long were your other ones before that? Uh, one was like, two years and one was uh, like two and a half, three, almost three years. Uh, okay, okay. There was some, there were a couple of years between and uh, after the second relationship, there were, uh, there was, a, there was, there was that other relationship that I mentioned that was only a few months long. And then like, uh, it was, it was pretty much uh, like open season for five, five, almost five years after that. Um, and I was never really interested in anything casual either. Like I, I, we, in all of these relationships, like I said, it was people that I had already gotten to know and realized that there was this next level to it for me. Mm. Well, um, let's talk about that because, you know, since we've established that we've both been in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. you know, fairly long time. Now, we're probably both different people than when we started those relationships. Yeah. I was 22 or 23 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, so as you can, you know, you can tell like that's a very different time period of your life than 31. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also had like similar experiences that I, I um, you know, I had a three year and a, and a two year. I also had a lot of short relationships, which um, I uh, just think that I, um, you know, ch- tended to choose people that weren't really all that interested in me. Hmm. That was kind of a period of my life. Um, but yeah, so I, I think this is kind of an interesting area to does it feel like you've been together that long? Uh, yeah, it does. It does for me. Yeah, and and so and part of part of the ch- like the changes that I've gone through personally are part of that too. Uh, we were, I was twenty five when we started dating. Mm-hmm. She was like twenty three. Um, so you know it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. Um. But like for me, from twenty five to thirty five, uh, it's like unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, and and there's a lot of difference between me back then and there. But I wonder if you having children makes it feel longer. Yeah. Uh, just because you have like this milestone, like right in the middle of it, and then you can see them grow. So like, they physically change appearances too. Yeah. Uh, where. I feel like there has been a lot of milestones, but like it's hard for me to think of them as how much time has passed in between those things. It's hard for me to put yeah. a perspective on that. The the passage of time is much more clearly demarcated by the children than it was before. You know, like I even though it was almost two years, the period of time where we were married and had no children is just like instantaneous in my mind. Yeah. I mean, like we, we went to, we lived in Israel for a year mm-hmm. right after we got married. And even so it all just feels smushed 
together. Like, like the period yeah. of the beginning of the relationship, like there are a lot of very distinct memories from that uh, almost three years. And then we got married and the wedding stands out really starkly in my mind in the sort of whole summer or spring before our like June wedding um, was a very distinct chapter. Was it stressful? Yeah, but not, but it wasn't, it wasn't for, it wasn't to us. It, I mean, it was, I guess, inevitably, but like we were, we, we were on the same team, like with like our families pressuring us as a united front, you know, was sort of the mm. nature of it. You know, we were, we're both the eldest in our families and like, you know, there was just a lot of like family anxiety about transitioning into a family with a married person in it. I don't know. Hard, hard, hard to really pin down exactly what was going on, but like we were taking a lot of incoming from our parents and it almost like brought us closer together. Um, and then like there the summer after we got married, we like had this great honeymoon and like that. I remember all these things, but it just flew by so fast. And then suddenly two years later, well, of course, it was one year later. We were going to have a baby. And then, you know, nine months after that, there she was. And, like, what's funny is that even though my, like, brain doesn't, like, stopped working and hasn't recovered since, you know, because of just babies and stuff, like, I have such clearer memories after that because the things that were happening were such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And the passage of time was so starkly obvious like just you know one milestone after another and you know we've been watching videos of the big one at the age the little one is now mm -hmm. and it's just incredible because like the little one she's like one and a half she's like starting to talk and you know had like her personality is showing up and so we started watching videos of our three and a half year old when she was one and a half and, you know, exactly the same developmental phase, like toddling around, starting to talk, starting to have a personality. And what's incredible is her whole personality is there already. Like this same, this kid who like we talk to and have conversations with now was like, really clearly distinctly there in that one and a half year old. So like we know who our little one is going to be in a way as a bigger kid. We just, you know, she just can't, you know, tell us about it yet, but yeah. she's getting there. So like this does really have the effect of like stretching time, the experience of time out. Like it is going by fast in a way, but there's just like, such it's like the years go fast but like the days go slow <laughs> you know what i mean right so right. there's like so much experience happening and like uh it, it's it's uh i forget how this connects back to relationships that which is what we were initially talking about but like this is this is definitely like a a a, a, a phase of our relationship that is that feels long and like mm. lots, lots, a lot is changing uh, in our relationship with each other because of just how much is happening and how hard and, and and beautiful also it is. We're like going through something major every day. 
which is pretty different from how it felt when we were 25. And like, do you feel that because like there's there's children that there's more of an impetus to like work things out like in a a civil uh, like courtly way? I don't know. <laughs> you mean like because breaking up is not like a strategic option anymore? Like maybe this isn't right. working out. It's like oh maybe it's not working out, but you still have kids and you still have to like you know it's gonna it's a lot more complicated and maybe it's better for the kids to stay together kind of thing. I don't know. Well, it first of all, it is working out. I think I think that like there are tensions that we have in our relationship that a relationship with less on the table might not survive. Mm-hmm. But I think that we have both agreed to and not in like an explicit way but like we have both accepted that we're gonna deal with stuff like that because we know it's not because we know it's fixable like we're we're not gonna we're not gonna give up on anything that can be worked through you know what i mean because it's just like too it's too costly so like we will have a protracted conversation about some difference in love language or something. Yeah, yeah. For years. Yeah. Because we have to. And the, like, it's just not, it's not as, um, and, and when I say we have to, I don't just mean we have to deal with it. I mean, like, we have to change. We have to fix it. Yeah, yeah. And we've done enough fixing of things like that that I believe in it as a process in a new way. Um, mm-hmm. but it is definitely sometimes out of this sort of external necessity of like, well, we can't just give up on this because of, and maybe like those, I mean, I mean, I really relate to like the conversations about love language. I mean, I think a lot of times it does come down to that Yeah. where it's just like, you know, you sounded a little bit more rude today and, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm more sensitive to that than. You know, it's like I could say say the exact same thing to like my brother or or uh, my friend or something and they wouldn't get hurt. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, then, you know, it's going to be a bigger deal. And um, I don't know. That's I don't that was just an example. That's not really like the main thing mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything. But um, like, does it did it does it feel like that gets easier over time or. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hope, like, by the time you're, like, from 25 to, to, to 34, that would be different. But I don't know. Like, I feel like it's still hard for me, but it's – you're at least um, experienced in the conversation. <laughs> I think it is getting easier because – and here's what – I mean, it's not easy. Like, I still don't enjoy hashing that stuff out. I feel like there may be a difference between my wife and me about how much we enjoy hashing those kinds of things <laughs> out, which is also hard. Um, but the importance of like, I, don't, I guess like seeing results has changed it, has mm-hmm. changed my changed my commitment to it because it's, it's like worth the slog because you sort of 
there's a little bit of compromise in every one of those conversations. You know, it's not just like, it feels like it's a sacrifice where like one person is just like giving up who they are so that the other person can be happy. But that isn't really what's happening. Like through the exchange of feelings, like it feels like we're both converging on something tenable in the mm-hmm. middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, I can feel and see the happiness that results from just like one instance of doing it right after a conversation like that. And it it convinces me. Um, So like, it's not that the conversations are getting easier to have, but like the, the conversations becoming such a foundation of, what we're doing here mm-hmm. uh, makes it into something like uh, I don't want to say a chore or like an obligation or something like because uh, it because that makes it sound like something I'm doing unwillingly. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that it's just like part of the service of being together. Yeah, it's true. It's true. part of what it is. To be in this relationship. I mean, and that's something, in the, as we were talking about conditioning, like that's not something that you are taught in movies like, yeah, to, yeah. to like work out difficult situations in relationships. Like it's always just like a misunderstanding. Yeah. Like, oh no, we're fine because you just misunderstood uh-huh. what the problem was. But no, if it really was the problem, then we wouldn't have been able to work it out. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since we just misunderstood it, we're fine. <laughs> um, and I think that's the biggest problem because it does set you up with this expectation that uh, long-term relationships or marriages or any kind of partnerships, you're just going to get along well together all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe have an occasional fight that was just kind of stupid and mm-hmm. then you move on. But no, you know, they don't really tell you that you're going to have this one prevalent problem that's just going to go on for years and that you have to keep like talking about it to <laughs> to work it out. Yeah. Um I think that I th- I really feel like and I'm not like a psychologist or anything, but I do feel like most relationships have like this one recurring problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. like it gets a little bit better like the more you work at it, but it's like it's usually just this one thing that just keeps being a problem and it's not like random things each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if we, I would say we have one, but I feel like we have four. And yeah, it's like the same things though. Yeah. Yes. It is absolutely like repeating themes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like, Thinking back on my previous relationships, the things that sort of the find the nails in the coffin, the things that we broke up about, they seemed irreconcilable at the time. They seemed like differences that were irreconcilable. But like here we are kind of learning to live with these kinds of core personality differences yeah, and adjust them. And yeah, I'm not really sure what my conclusion is about this. It's just that like, like situations or, or, or circumstances really change how these 
things are expressed and how 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 we show up for them because you know there wasn't any there wasn't enough sort of support for working through these kinds of things when i was like 21 years old and unattached mhm uh, yeah and and it's it's weird to put it this way because it because it because it also could seem like I'm stuck in this situation and so I have to deal with it. But it sort of feels like the opposite. It's like the situation that we've put ourselves in holds the relationship together mm-hmm. so that we have to work through our shit instead of giving up on it. Householders is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at ASZC.org. Our sangha depends on your support. You can donate by PayPal to donate at storder.org. Gasho.